1: You heard it, and uh, we're crediting NBC Sports, of course, with that call. The 149th Kentucky Derby next year will be 150th, obviously. That will be huge. Uh, Mage, 15-1. to That's what you could have wagered uh, for him to win. And, of course, uh, his ownership group out of Venezuela uh, walks away with $1.86 million. One of the most, in my opinion, exciting 10 seconds of sport, especially when they come down. That uh, that final stretch, that's for sure. Again, it is the, the Anita Mark show. That would be me with you. This is Sunday fun day. It's beautiful out, uh, so let's let's have some fun today. Uh, we've got Mo Hamilton who's going to be joining us this hour. We're, we're we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the Knicks. Unfortunately, I'm sure those aren't dancing right now, uh, losing to the Heat yesterday. Uh, I, like I said just a second ago when we were ending our golf show, I, I think it's important uh, that we have a conversation in regard to what's going on in the sport of horse racing, considering seven horses died at Churchill Downs this week. Uh, no bueno, not good at all. So, uh, so Um, Vince Roth and his partner Dan are going to join us uh, from the final furlong group to have that discussion in our second hour. We'll also hear from Greg Wyshynski getting ready for the Devils uh, game against the Canes. Can they rebound? We saw them do it against the Rangers. Can they do it against the Canes? They're back in New Jersey today. Also, we'll talk about the Rangers and their future. So a lot going on. Larry Hardesty follows me at three o'clock. I'm sorry, at noon this afternoon. Gosh, if I was on until three o'clock, I don't know if I'd still have a voice left. 800 919 3776 the phone number. That's how you get on board. But again, we just heard the final call from NBC Sports with Mage. Uh 15 to 1. So what did that pay out? 32 3240, 3242 uh to win, 1458 to uh to place, 908 to show. Two fills followed Mage, and um that payout was ten forty-four, six fifty-two. Uh, to uh, to win uh, to to place and show, and that at nine to one odds, and then Angel of Empire was the horse that was favored at the start at four to one, uh, paid off four dollars and seventy cents to show. So those are your top three: Mage, Two Fills, Two Fills was getting a lot of love um, as as we got closer to post time, and uh, an Angel of Empire. So that's your win, place, and show in yesterday's Kentucky Derby. Uh, the the uh, the jockey, uh, Javier uh, Castellano, 0 and 15 in the derby, finally won it, had won Preakness a few times. And, and again, he he's from Venezuela. The ownership group is from from, from Venezuela. Uh, what's really interesting about Mage is that this is a horse did, that did not race uh, when when he was two years old. That's not the norm. And so a lot of times folks will look at that as as handicappers will look at that as a negative. And I'm sure another reason why there's just now you've got a very small sample size in, in regard to what this horse does on the track. Um, so Kings Barnes was another horse was three and zero, was undefeated, but did not race at two as well. So uh, so that's your Kentucky Derby. Again, we'll get into a, a, an even more important conversation in regard to the sport a little bit later on in our second hour and we'll open up the phone lines. I I would imagine that there's uh, some folks out there that, uh, that have some, some feelings and some concerns, uh, possibly some anger uh, in regard to uh, what happened this week at Churchill downs. But nonetheless, let's spend this first hour talking about the Knicks and yeah, the unfortunate uh, state of affairs uh, that we're looking at right now. The heat, as we know, um, They won 105-86. to Uh, Julius Randle played 38 minutes, 10 points, 14 rebounds. Brunson played 38 minutes, 20 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds. Josh Hart doing Josh Hart things, double-double, like I said, coming off the bench, 15 points, 12 rebounds. Um, Not sure what happened with Mitchell Robinson. Uh, Only one rebound uh, yesterday. Only played 14 minutes. Um, and, and more than importantly, and I could rattle off stats all day, that's for sure. But what went wrong? What went wrong? Well, a few things. Number one, uh, this is a Knicks team. They shot 34% from the field and only 20% from three. They were eight for 40 from behind the arc. You know, obviously, that's not going to win it for you. Granted, they weren't shooting lights out from three point range when they were going up against uh, the Cavs and they were still able to win that series. But uh, the the Heat, a much different animal. Of course, we saw Jimmy Butler get back. Uh, He put up 28 points. I talked about this yesterday. Had Joe Wiz on, who has his own gambling show here on 98.70 SPN, and him and I were talking about what 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 are the keys to the game in order for the Knicks to win. And I said they have to get to the free throw line. Jimmy Butler is one of the best in the business in regard to getting... To, he's got more free-throw attempts in the NBA, like, like bar none, like, head and shoulders above the, the next guy. And I don't... Unfortunately, I don't have the, the numbers in front of me, and I apologize. But uh, 10 for 11. He got to the free-throw line 11 times yesterday. He's just... He's a magician. Um, the way that he's able to do that, and he walked away with 28 points. Just to give you an idea, the Knicks team as a whole... The entire team got to the free throw line 19 times. As a team, Jimmy Butler got there 11 on his own. Uh, just to kind of put it in perspective for you. Um, now, here's, here's another thing. And this is why I like the under. Uh, and, and, and the under did hit. If you were listening to the show yesterday, that was my best bet in this matchup. And that is the, the Heat weren't shooting lights out either. Obviously, you see the score 105. Uh, They were shooting 39% from the field and only 22% from behind the arc. They went seven for 32. So combined, combined, these two teams, 15 of 72 from three. This was, uh, let me tell you, this was a horrible game to watch. Uh, I'm not, I am not candy coating this. Not that I would try or, or we have to, but this was a horrible game to watch. Both these teams were just off. It was yeah, it was all about defense. Uh, the Knicks putting up eighty six. This is the second fewest points that they put up all season long. Again, thirty four percent from the field, twenty percent from downtown. Unbelievable. So uh, you know, I know I sound like the, the like the sky is falling, and and I don't mean to, right? Like the series isn't over. Miami leads two one. Okay. There's still plenty of basketball here to be played. They still need to come back to New York. Um, but they need. There's they're so, here's the thing. They're do, they're doing so. They're 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 falling. They're on so many areas. They're not checking the boxes. Winning in the paint, rebounding, like I said, getting to the free throw line, second chance shots, three point shooting. Their bench play. All these things that they were able to capitalize and do well against the Cavs as to why they won that series against Cleveland. They are not, it's like, it's not like they're even doing half of those things right. Think about it. How much more competitive this game would have been if they could just, just do half of those things. It's, it's like, it's, it, <laughs> it's like when, 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 when it all goes bad. It's not like there's a mixture of, okay, well, like, bench play is good. They're getting beat, uh, rebounding, but the bench is actually... De- None of it. No, but nothing is delivering. Can that sustain? I don't think so. So I do have hope here. I do have hope. You know, it's it's interesting. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Who, guys, help me out here. And, and again, we've got Tom and Joe who are producing the show. Who does the uh, the NBA show with Greeny and and um, Stephen A. and Will Bond? Uh, why am I why am I drawing a blank?
2: Jalen Rose.
1: There you go. Did you hear what Jalen Rose said? He said that he thinks that the heat, the temperature, the heat, the humidity down in Miami affected has affected the Knicks. <laughs> D-
3: does he realize they play indoors? Like yeah.
1: No. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Um, No, it it, it is. Yes, he does realize that they play indoors, obviously. But it is something like I'm from Miami. I will tell you, like when you're down there and they've been down there for a hot second, no pun intended, um, and you're coming from these type of temperatures, you're like your body does. It's hot. Like it is hot. It is hot. It is is humid. If you are not drinking uh, copious amounts of water and making sure that you're hydrated, um, your muscles get fatigued a lot quicker. Your so I I know a lot of people kind of went to social media and kind of ripped uh, Jalen for saying that, but take it from somebody who's from Miami. I will tell you there is something to that. There is something to that, even though they do play indoor. It's it's not it's it's not about what's happening. That it's not about the weather conditions or the temperature affecting them in the game. It's it's how it's it's being in that environment very different. Keep in mind, I mean we we've. we've we we have th- like this week will be our first like true like spring to summer week where we're going to be in the seventies. So that's another thing. It's not it's not like this is a, a Knicks team that has been like dealing with that type of temperature and that type of weather in New York and then having to go to Miami and and being there for two games. Um, your body your body does have an issue. It does have an issue. It, it there is something to it. I'm just saying because I know you got <laughs> um. V- Folks came after him on social media by saying that. But anyway, I just thought I would share that. Let's open up the phone lines. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six is the phone number. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Knicks fans, I'd love to hear from you. What say you? Um, do you? Do, you know? Do you? Is there still a chance? Are you saying there's still a chance? I believe there is. Right? I, I understand Jimmy Butler's back. He looks solid. I. I just. This, this Knicks team can't continue. I just find it hard to believe as well as they've been playing, especially heading into the postseason, how they, we saw them play against the Cavs. I just don't. They can't, they can't sustain this mediocrity. They, t- I, they just can't. But here's the thing. They need to turn around quickly. Like this next game, game four is going to be crucial. Game four is going to be crucial for sure. But I still have hope. Do you? 800 Anita Marks with you on this Sunday Funday. Let's talk some Knicks next here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7
4: ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
0: Overall, you know, I thought Butler got going early, but, you know, they shot 38, thought we got out to the line, but we, the ball was in the paint. That was a problem. The rebounding wasn't great tonight. And then in the first half, we turned the ball over and gave him easy buckets in uh, transition.
1: Tibbs talking about all the reasons, uh, what, what went wrong. Um... Sounded kind of down, understandably so. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's get to your calls. Talking all things Knicks and Heat. Knicks fans, do you feel that there's still a chance? Uh, I do, even though Miami is up on the series two one. Eddie in Brooklyn, what say you? Welcome in.
5: Good morning, Anita. Um, how you doing?
1: I'm great. Thank you so much. Talking about
5: the Knicks and um, you know, like when they are they beat Cleveland. Listen, why work? With, why work for the Knicks against Cleveland? it's not going to work against the Miami Heat because we have to remember the Miami Heat is a team that was in the championship in the bubble, mm-hmm. been, been in the playoffs and championship games, you know, for the last couple of seasons. They're well tested. They're well um, battle tested. The Knicks are just coming up. And, you know, you got to go through pain and stuff before you get their mom So and, and, and I think for the Knicks to beat the Miami Heat, they have to basically play their best game every night. Whether the Heat have Jimmy Butler or not, but he's still going to show up because of coaching. You know, I'm not trying to say Tippett is not a good coach, but we're talking about Eric Poster. So that man knows, you know what I'm saying? He knows how to get his team motivated and get them going. So I don't think the, the Knicks will beat Miami if they, if they keep playing like how they playing, they're not, they're not. It's going to be quick. It's going to be done quick. That's my opinion.
1: Yeah, Eddie, it's 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 a solid uh, it's a solid take, and I appreciate your call, my friend. Uh, and and I know I've talked about this before. So, uh, born and raised in Miami, grew up in Miami, and uh, and knew I met Eric, <laughs> I met Eric Spolstra, and in a nightclub in Miami one night, and um, and he was the tape guy for the Miami Heat. Young, very young. Um, but really, really nice, and so and then and then Eric used to host these pickup basketball games, on I want to say like either a Tuesday or a Thursday night uh, at the Miami Heat's practice facility, and and at that point in time the Miami Heat had a women's team. It was the Miami Sun, if you remember, and I knew the coaching staff, uh, Tony Ferentino and and Jenny Busek and them, and so I was invited to to play the pickup game on those nights, and so. Uh, got to know Eric and he's just, he's just an all around a few things. Number one, he's a great, he's a great coach. Pat Riley is like his godfather. His, his, so his father, he learned basketball from his father. His father and Pat Riley were very close. Literally Pat Riley raised him. So you're, you're, you're talking about Pat Riley going to the Miami heat. I'm sure Knicks fans remember exactly how and when that happened. Um, And then really Pat groomed Eric, from a tape guy then becoming an assistant coach and so on and so forth. And so, uh, there, you know, the lineage, I mean, there, there is uh, this, this is, this is what Eric has been groomed for since birth. I share that story with you just to just to say, this is what Eric has been groomed for since birth. And so there's, there's, there's no denying that he is one of the best coaches. In the NBA and and so yesterday I, I talked about how I did like Tibbs and Tibbs rotation and, and how he has been handling this team this this postseason could this be the series where he meets his match in Eric Spolstra it just might be let's go to Al in Long Island. Al, Welcome in. Yes,
4: Anita. How are you?
1: I'm great. Good morning.
4: Good morning. Good morning. Um, I was just saying. I, I, I hear you saying about Tibbs with the uh, with the rotation. I think Grimes. I just feel like Grimes need to go back into the uh, to the starting rotation just because he spreads the floor a little bit better than Hart. You're not losing nothing with Hart coming off of the bench or starting. You're going to get heartless play from him regardless. Um, with you, they're packing in the D for the starting lineup, and we have no perimeter game so brunson's brunson's assist went down same as uh randall they have no one to really pass to with him at least they spread the floor somebody has to cover him now when and he plays better quickly plays better off a of heart we have we are, we're getting nothing from quickly like we were in the first round a little bit but he plays much better off a heart i that's just my belief of it i don't know what do you think
1: yeah, you know, Al, it's, it's a great point to make and appreciate the call. Uh, we had uh, Nick Fridell on the show yesterday. He pointed that out. And I do want to bring, again, we've got Tom and Joe who are producing the show. Joe, you were producing the show yesterday with Harvey. This is something that you guys mentioned um, that I, when I asked you guys, what do you feel needs to change? And you mentioned quickly yesterday, right?
2: I did, and I think, you know, anybody that watched this team all year, you know, Brunson... Also did not have a good game. Julius Randle's hurt right now, so playing through that ankle, we'll see what he does. But the third guy is quickly. And if you're not getting play out of your big three at this time of the year, you can only go so far.
1: Tom, I know that you wanted to chime in here in regard to this Knicks-Cavs series. Do you do you have faith that they could turn this around? Obviously, a much different situation, turning it around in regard to their their series against the Cavs because now they've already lost one um, here at home in New York. So uh, so pressures on. They're going to have to obviously win one in Miami. Uh, do you have faith that they'll be able to do that?
3: You know, I do have faith. Now, history is on Miami's side, as I've heard earlier on in the week from many different shows on this station. I believe it's 79% the odds were that if you win game three, you go on to win the series. I could have that number mistaken, but I know it's a high enough number to where Miami is in good fortunes here with, again, history being on their side. But as long as the Knicks can get a game in Miami, aka their next game, game four, then I think they'll be all right because then I believe they'll come back to MSG and then I think they'll have better luck in MSG, quite frankly. But they just got to figure out what to do with Jimmy Butler because they need to stop him and also stop the explosive bench that Miami's had all series.
1: Yeah. eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. 3776 We come back. Moke Hamilton will join us on the program like he does each and every Sunday throughout uh, the NBA playoff season. Uh, We'll get his take. We'll continue to take your calls right here on 98.7 ESPN.
4: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: us Moke Hamilton here on 98 point ESPN by the way this this segment presented by Crystal Springs Resort New York City's closest luxury resort enjoy family getaways couples retreats girlfriends getaways and golf trips with the guys plan your next weekend getaway at crystalspringsresort.com make sure you do that Uh, like I said Moke Hamilton joining us now like he does uh, every NBA season as we get closer to the postseason and throughout Moke good morning how are you?
0: Good morning, ma'am. Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? Hope the allergies ain't
2: getting to um, like
1: they are of me. No, no, thank. God. I, I think you and I have had this conversation before. Uh, my doctor, uh, I'll give her a big shout out, Doctor Tully, uh, who's phenomenal, by the way, um, here in, in Hoboken. Uh, she she was she told me this. She said as we get closer to the, the time where we're all sleeping with our windows open, right? Because it's not too cold. It's not too warm. You don't, you want to save money on electricity and you sleep with your windows open. People don't realize this. The pollen comes in moke, and it lands on your pillow. And so now you're sleeping at night and you're, and you're breathing throughout the entire night. You're sleeping and you're breathing in that pollen because it accumulates on your pillow. So word to the wise, Make sure you change your pillowcase every night before you go to bed. I'm telling okay. you, it's well, it's gonna help. It's gonna I mean, help. It, there you go. Big does, shout out to Dr. Tully. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it does ring a bell, but I'm not gonna act like I was actually listening um, when you told me the last. Oh well, about. thanks. I, I might put it in the that makes this me.
1: <laughs> that makes me feel really great, Mook. Thank you. Um, all right, uh, you asked me how I'm doing. I'm do- definitely doing better than the Knicks. That's for sure. As we know, they lost to the Heat last night, one hundred five to eighty six. I think, Moke, they're just not doing, I said this, they're not doing any, it's not like, oh, wait, the bench play is good, but they're losing the rebound battle, or, um, yeah. you know, or they're getting to the free throw line, but, like, like, there's no but. It's like, they're not doing anything well, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I certainly agree with that, and, you know, I think I think game three is one of those games where, to be honest, like, if you didn't watch it and if you're a Knicks fan, um, nice work. If you didn't watch the game, you can kinda look at the box score and just be like, Oh, well, of course they lost this game, you know, like if you if you you know, I mean look, if if you're gonna get nine of thirty one shooting from Julius Randle and RJ Barrett, and if a team is gonna go eight for forty from three point land, I mean, how are they gonna win, right? But aside from that, like, you know, if you, if you have a tough night shooting the ball, and NBA teams do, it's not impossible to win. But you have to find, you, you have to play with more energy and more desire and more passion than your opponent. And the Knicks didn't do that either. It was almost as if, in their mind, they knew that the Heat were going to come out and try to give them a good punch, right? Like they had Jimmy Butler back in the lineup, and 1-1, Miami is coming home for game three. I think at this point most people know that when a series is tied 1-1, the team that wins game three wins the series more than 70% of the time. I, I think the exact number is 73%. So usually, similarly to how the Lakers did last night, when a team gets that split on the road and they come home for Game Three, you usually get a very, very good effort from those guys. So it's almost like the Knicks knew that was going to happen, and when it did, it's like they kind of went into a little bit of a turtle shell and and didn't really come come out of it. You know, like it just was not much energy, wasn't much effort, there weren't ma- many hustle plays, and it's just a bad combination. You know, they ultimately just were not able to overcome all of those things. And and that's why you ended up having such a, such a big defeat at, at the hands of Miami. And now if you're the Knicks, you know, you're, you're facing basically what becomes a must win situation in game four. Cause if you go down to three, one of these guys, you know, you're, you're probably not going to end up winning the series. So that's where we find ourselves now on, on this Sunday, Sunday,
1: Um, Again, Moe Hamilton joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. So with that being said, like how much are how much are you putting into Tibbs? Right. Like if you're saying, you know, this is a this is a Knicks team that came out like expecting this result. Or expecting, you know, the heat. How how much, you know, I I complimented Tibbs yesterday. I I like what I've seen in regard to his rotations. He's not playing favorites anymore. I know you and I have discussed this uh, for the last few weeks. So I, I guess my follow up question is a a do you do you like what you've seen from Tibbs? Um, so far in the postseason and and b uh, does does he does does he deserve some criticism in regard to not having this squad ready to go yesterday?
0: I mean I think so, right like that's a that's a part of being a coach, you know you're supposed to have your team well, and the other thing too that I, that I will say, anita, is like uh a uh, playoff series we we as fans and we as media, we're so reactive about like one game, you know. Um, and even sometimes like one half of basketball, and, and I kind of realized that when you're in when you're in the arena, right? Like when you're the coach or when you're the players, you you try not to be as reactive to one game. I personally think the whole thing about momentum in the in a series, like I I actually don't believe in that at all. You know, I think that every game is its own animal, and you know there there are some games where a team just doesn't have it, or there are. Sometimes, I mean, again, look at the Lakers game last night. You know, like that was the the Warriors looked like they were in pretty good shape. And then one eight or nine-minute span in the third quarter, and Steve Curry's like, oh, man, you know what? I don't think we're going to get this one tonight. And then the fourth quarter ended up being mostly garbage time, right? So things can change quickly. But the Warriors are going to regroup just like the Knicks are going to regroup. And as far as Tibbs is concerned, you know, I think that in this postseason he's – made some some adjustments and some tough decisions you know there there have been times where he had to bench RJ Barrett and he he had to bench Julius Randle as well which i know was difficult for him uh, i think some people are being a little critical of him for the extended run that Josh Hart seems to be getting just because it seems to be negatively affecting Emmanuel quickly and Quinton Grimes's ability, and even Obi Toppin to a lesser extent, to actually impact the game once they do get in. Um, and I can understand that. But the, the, most, the most that I'll say is that I think thus far, for the most part, Tibbs has done a good job of managing this team and managing this rotation. They're in a second-round playoff series, which they seem to have a shot to win. And, you know, the, the, the Knicks are just playing a team that, knows how to defend them, knows how to beat them, and a team that probably has some pieces that when you look at on paper, you don't think they're that great, but these guys can actually play. And then aside from that, they're being led by who I think is the best head coach in all of basketball, and that's Eric you know, So so this, this was never going to be an easy series for the Knicks. Um, they certainly could lose it. And we'll probably know which way this thing is going to go with the result in Game Four, and, and I expect the Knicks to be ready for that. I'd expect a much better effort from them in Game Four. So, uh, so, 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 let's see. This, this is the fun stuff, right? This, this is the fun stuff.
1: Um, you know, I, I, I hope. I, I, I hope. <laughs> it's not fun if you lose, right? It, it's not. <laughs> It's it's not it's not fun if you lose. Uh, the next game, of course, will be um, Wednesday night. No, wait, right? No, Monday. No, no, no. When's the next game? Why? Why am I drawing a blank? Is it? Yeah, it's Monday tomorrow. Yes. Uh, so so it's it's Monday, Monday and Wednesday. There we go. Uh, Monday and Wednesday night uh, are the next two games. Uh, so obviously Monday, uh, they're in Miami. Uh, for game four, and then Wednesday they come back to the Garden, so that'll be a hot ticket, that's for sure. Um, on, on the opposite side, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, let's let's try to be optimistic here that the Knicks could turn it around uh, regardless. Um, you've got the 76ers going up against the Boston Celtics, Moke. Uh I, I have the Celtics winning the series. I, I think Embiid, even though he put up 30 points and had 13 rebounds, I think he looks like a shell of himself now that he's playing with that knee brace. So I've got Boston... Uh, being the next team that either the Knicks or the Heat are going to go up against. Last night, the Lakers, boy, they balled out against the Golden State Warriors. They're up on the series 2-1. I think they set out to do what they 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 uh, tried to accomplish, and that is winning one game at Golden State. They only lost 13 on their home court. One of those 13 was against the Lakers the other night. So I've got the Lakers advancing. I've got Denver advance. So I've got Denver and the Lakers in the Western Conference Championship. I got Boston advancing, taking on the winners of the Knicks and the Heat. Uh, do you agree, disagree? Where do we differ if we do?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not a... I I i mean, I'm not a. I guess I give a lot of deference and a lot of respect to the Warriors' DNA. You know, and like I said, it looked like in the first half of... Uh, you know, LeBron James kind of turned on the Jets a little bit in the um, third quarter last night and helped the Lakers put that game away. I, I, I'll tell you that's Based on what I've seen, the Lakers definitely should should beat the Warriors. I think that they have uh, some advantages that the Warriors should not be able to follow. The Lakers, I think, are actually a deeper team, and they have the home court advantage still, right? So for those reasons, I think they should win. But I'm not gonna gonna believe that the Warriors are gonna get knocked out until it actually happens. I'm not. I'm not exactly uh, taking. You know, I'm not I'm not going to the money line and you know betting on the on the Warriors' demise uh, personally. But you know, if you're asking me, you know what what my thought is, I, I would say it's looking like Nuggets Lakers right now, especially because Chris Paul uh, is not going to be at 100% if he is able to come back. And then out East, you know, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised to see a rematch of last year's Eastern Conference Finals. You know, we got a uh, we got a, a, a great seven-game series between the Celtics and the Heat, and um, that appears to be in the cards, or at least could be in the cards. Um, I agree with you that MB does not seem 100% healthy, but even if he were, I, I probably, probably would be leaning Celtics anyway just because the Celtics seem to have these guys number. And then with the Knicks and the Heat, you know, I think game four will, I, I think whoever wins game four ultimately ends up winning the series. You know, I, I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, I think the Knicks still can win this series, but playing behind is not usually a place that you want to be. So they would certainly need to win games four and five if they want to come out ahead in this game. You know, like you said, game uh, game four Monday night and game five Wednesday. So we'll get some clarity in the coming days.
1: Uh, before I let you go, um, some news yesterday. Bronny, LeBron, John, LeBron, James, LeBron James' first son, uh, decided to commit to USC as opposed to Ohio State University. From what I understand, there were a number of uh, universities that were after his services, and so he's going to stay home, close to mommy and daddy, and go to USC. Uh, your 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 thoughts? I, you know, I've I've heard mixed reports on on Brunny. You know, some people feel that um you know that he's uh, could could be a legit top college player. A lot of people feel that um he's uh he's not that fantastic but is is getting all these opportunities because LeBron James is his father uh, what do, do what do you know about Bronny and, and what can we realistically expect uh for him at USC yeah
4: no I, I thought I
0: thought it was an interesting choice I was able to, to make sense of it and you know like kudos 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 to the James family you know I mean LeBron decided to go to LA and and stay there and commit there uh, partially because of the advantages that he thought his family would have being there. And I mean, like, come on, man, who doesn't love LA? <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, I can understand Bronny wanted to, to stay there and then stay close to home and, you know, continue to be a local celebrity with his dad being the franchise cornerstone for the Lakers. So I, I thought it was a pretty good decision. I can make sense of it. As far as what he projects to at the next level, you know, I, I, would bet on him being uh i don't know if i would say a great player at the nba level but i think once he gets into a serious collegiate program um the higher up you go with the less you you find your time having to split your time with other endeavors right like as a high school kid you know you you've got um you've got more things to worry about right once you go to college, you get to focus a little more on the game and on your development and the relationship that you have with the coaching staff. And also importantly for Bronny, the access that he will continue to have to resources, um, you know, thanks to his dad, again being the franchise cornstore of the Lakers, you know, there's certain rules that, that they're gonna to have to abide by with respect to NCAA eligibility. But he's still going to have his dad there to coach him pretty much as often as he would like because he can just drive down, down you know, 305 or whatever one of those highways and, you know, get get that tutelage and, and, and get that camaraderie from his dad. So I think you're going to see him take some big leaps and bounds, um, even if he does only spend one year at USC, and I think that he'll probably end up being – probably end up being a a first round pick certainly once he decides to come out whenever that may be the next year or two.
1: And, uh, and of course we know uh, the one thing that LeBron wants to do is uh, is play on the same NBA professional team with his son. So that'll be interesting to see how that all plays out in the next two to three years. Uh, Moke, always great having you on my friend. Thank you so much. And, uh, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: My pleasure. Take care.
1: You got it. Uh, Again, Anita Marks with you on this Sunday Funday talking all things Knicks right now. So uh, you want to chime in, Knicks fans? Uh, I'm sure you don't feel great about uh, the game last night, but do you still have hope? Here's the thing. It's not like the Heat came out and played phenomenal basketball either. They were not shooting well either. There were a lot of things that the, uh, the Heat were not doing well. You know, obviously the, the home court advantage, obviously uh, Jimmy Butler, I think getting to the free throw line was was key, right? 10 of 11, uh, he, this is, he leads the NBA in getting to the free throw line. Uh, the, the Knicks need to match that. So when we come back, I'll share with you all the things that I feel that the Knicks need to do right on Monday in order to tie up this series. Uh, curious to get your thoughts as well. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you uh, on this Sunday Funday here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to Anita
4: Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: You guys want to guess what I'm, I'm doing in the break?
2: What's that? I kind, of
1: cl- I kind of clued you a little bit.
2: Oh, is this the dog show situation?
1: Yeah. I'm trying to find out how I can... <laughs> True sign of a degenerate. Anita Marks trying to wager on the Westminster uh, Kennel Club dog show. Um... <laughs> I I can't find I can't I can't there there's no I, I will say I I have a feeling like the odds will be out later on this week because it starts tonight or today. Um the 147th here in New York our own backyard. So I was looking to see if there was any odds out there that I could wager on these pups. Um you never know. You never know. By the way, uh, ESP in New York has your chance to win $25,000 this baseball season. In the New York no hitter sweepstakes, today's qualifier is Scott Rosinger. Hope I'm pronouncing that properly, guys. Uh, it's not my uh, it's not my strong suit. Uh, from Farmingdale, New York, has chosen the New York's um, American League team uh, to throw a no hitter today. Enter now at espnnewyork.com. Um, or the ESPN New York app. Uh, pick a team to throw a no hitter and you could win $25,000. Presented by MoheganSunCasino.com. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. And I know we haven't spent a lot of time talking about uh, Major League Baseball uh, because so many other things are happening, but the Yankees finally get in the win column. Woohoo! Uh, that's good. Herman went five innings, four hits, two runs. Bader with two RBIs, DJ with an RBI as well. Uh, you got Garrett Cole on the bump today. 140 will be first pitch. He's 5 0 with a 135 ERA, which is fantastic. And also some good news we're hearing Joe Judge, Joe Judge, uh, Aaron Judge, Flo- Freudian slip. Uh Aaron Judge will be back on Tuesday. So uh the Yankees, they will be back home for a homestand. Uh you've got the A's, three games against the uh the A's, and then you've got four games against the Rays. So as we know, they're taking on the Rays now in Tampa. We'll be back here in New York and we'll meet again for four games later on this week. As for the Mets, unfortunately they lost to uh the Colorado Rockies five to McGill. Uh, only pitch about 4 plus innings gave up 6 hits and 3 runs and they're back at it today as well at 1:40 p.m. Eastern Time. So you do have that. Um all right guys, let's do this. We'll we'll, we'll take a quick break. Uh let's come back and uh let's do, we'll kick off hour number 2 with a little click or don't click. What is that? If you're just tuning into the show for the first time, it's a fun way we take our tour around our wide wide world of sport. We find out what is trending at 10 a.m on this Sunday, fun day morning. There is a lot going on. Uh, Look at this. Obviously, NBA playoffs. We just had the Derby. Golf, the Wells Fargo uh, that spent the first hour here from 8 to 9 a.m. Getting you ready for uh, the final round of the Wells Fargo Championship. Uh, There was boxing and UFC last night while I went to a comedy club in New Jersey, which really wasn't a comedy club, guys. It was a conference room.
3: Was was that part of the humor? Was that it was in a conference room instead of a comedy club? Was did that make it any better or indifferent about the uh, comedy show you saw?
1: It, it it took away like so so let me so do you guys go to comedy clubs?
3: I've been to one before. I've been to that's a it. You just went. Yeah. To,
1: you've been to one comedy. You to one comedy club.
3: One comedy club. Two different
2: shows.
1: Joe, you ever been?
2: I've been to uh, I've been to the Comedy Cellar a couple of times. Um, and I forget, there's another one in Brooklyn I'm forgetting the name of right now.
1: Yeah, so, you know, part of, you know, you go to the comedy club, like, you know, it's, it's, it's how do I, how do I, like, for me, like, for me to, like, when I play golf, in order for me to play golf well, I, I want to look good. I go out there and I'm wearing, like, ripped shorts or, you know, old shoes or, you don't feel good, right? Like, you want to be in your element. You walk into a place you, like to me a comedy club is something that's like it's dark you've got like the brick wall background right you've got the little round tables you got you don't walk into a comedy club and it's a conference room in a hotel that's not a comedy club what is that how do you as 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 a performer as a comedian how do you walk in there and feel good about yourself this is your career this is your this is your livelihood and you're performing in a hotel Conference room. Do you, you really think you're going to have your best shtick?
2: Was it like office themed, like the show The Office?
1: No, no. There was no. There's no theme. There's no theme.
2: Was there cookies and coffee in the back of the room?
1: There may have been. I was not in the back of the room. I was. I was towards the front. So I don't. I don't know. I don't. You know. And, and the menu they're serving chicken fingers and. You know, they're not serving like, you know, veal, you know, that's, that's, you know, hope you enjoyed your veal. Please tip your waiter.
2: Was the comedy good at least?
1: It was okay. But my point, and I went to go see, um, Leah Ruddick and for folks that are on TikTok and and Instagram, I'm sure you know who she is. Um, she has this, this character, she plays like a, 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 like a rich woman, um, and she's fantastic. If you haven't, I highly recommend you follow her on Instagram or Twitter or, or, um, or TikTok. She's excellent. Um, and she was good, but again, my point being is I just, you know, sometimes like if, if I, I think your element, I think your element needs to, um, is just as important. You know, I think you need to feel in and be like, and like you walk, like if you're a comedian, first of all, uh, by the way, uh, little known fact about me, I took a comedy course in college. So um, I graduated in communications. I have, a, I have a BA in communications. I have a minor in theater and I have a minor in broadcasting. So one of my courses was stand-up comedy. And for my midterm, um, I had to perform in front of my class. And for my final, I had to do an open mic amateur night at a, at a, at a comedy club in Tampa. I went to the University of South Florida. So it's, it is hard. It is so, it is, it is really hard. Right. But you, you like, again, these are professionals. You walk in, you want to walk in and be like, I've arrived. I'm at, I'm at a, like a legit comedy club. When you walk into a, a, a conference room in a hotel, I don't, I don't know. I should have known right there. Like this wasn't going to be great, but anyway, uh, Leah was uh, was great. She's awesome. Again, I highly recommend you follow her on on TikTok and and Instagram. But anyway, I don't know how we derailed, uh, but we did. Uh, Quick break. We come back. uh, We'll find out what is trending outside of my Saturday night next here on ninety eight point seven ESPN.